Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Colored Couch Conversations, a podcast where I have intimate conversations with women of color on my couch. Today, I have a very special guest, and her and I will be discussing cooking, business, and black women making history. I'm your host, Jasmine W., and my guest today is an entrepreneur from New York City who oversees multiple food businesses. Five years ago, she decided to take a leap of faith in her and left her nine to five in hospitality to focus on her passion for food and hasn't looked back. I know that's right, okay? Give it up for the very popular and very beautiful August DeWint. Hi. Hey, August. Did I say your name right? Yeah, you did. DeWint. Yeah. DeWint. Okay, cool. A lot of times people are like, why don't you just learn how to say her name right before you start the podcast? I'm like, people, it's, that's how you remember, you know? Right, and it's a, it's a little tricky to my last name. Before I got married, my last name was Major. So yeah. that was just very simple. You know, it's a pretty cool last name, but. It I is. <laughs> yeah, if you ever decide if you want to have kids, you should name them your maiden name because that's a very cute first name. Um, cool. Well, y'all, listen, you must follow her on Instagram at theirs.food.at.home. And you know, on Instagram, you don't even have to put the periods. It'll still come up. So if you type in there's food at home, because I'll be going to her page to try to figure out what I'm going to cook next. <laughs> Uh, you could also go to her website at there'sfoodathome.com. I love that name. How did you come up with that, August? So I was trying to, when I first started like doing my cooking channel and stuff during quarantine, first I had it like cooking with Gus and then I had like August Augie Gus. And I'm like, I really didn't like those names. And I feel like the cooking with whatever your name is, it's kind of generic, like everybody does that. Yeah. So I'm like, let me think of something I could do. And also, um, when it comes to food and like cooking, like I'm trying to teach people like it's not that difficult. And like, I'm not trying to be like a pretentious, yeah. I mean, not like pretentious, but, but I'm not trying to be like a five star chef on the yeah. internet. Like I'm trying to show you things that that's easy, accessible and things like that. And what, like, I was just thinking of a phrase that like, you back to your childhood I'm like okay there's food at home because your mom will always say that and you'd be like there ain't nothing in here (laughs) (laughs) like I just want McDonald's like come on yeah I mean my mom actually she didn't say there's food at home too much she actually would take me to McDonald's a lot but when she did say it it was like oh oh my gosh you know so I thought that was something relatable like people would be able to relate to it so that's why I came up with the name that is totally how I felt when I saw your page I said it's very also very black too it's like there's food at home that's something black mama always said and it's so true and that's how that's something I even tell my husband we got food (laughs) yeah you you need to save some money sometimes like mm mm-mm Exactly. Like, when you go out to fast food, you, I feel like it used to be cheaper. And now you get like a whole meal and you spend it like $20. I'm like, hold yes. up. I could have got like three packs of chicken. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But how did you teach yourself to cook? I read on your website that you, you grew up cooking with your grandpa, I think. But how did that come about like as an adult? Well, I um, grew up cooking like my grandmother. Uh, my grandfather would be the one to try all my stuff. Like oh. I used to be in the kitchen just making, I don't even know, just concoctions and he would just always eat it. Um, but I grew up like as an adult, like um, just watching my dad cook, um, just remembering stuff from my grandmother. Like if I have a question, I'll call her and ask her. 
Um, and then also just reading a lot of recipes mm. and also just watching a lot of cooking shows. Like you actually do learn a lot from that. Um, and the cool thing about recipes is like you can read a bunch and there'll, there'll be like 10 apple pie recipes, but you can learn to tweak it and make it your own. You know yeah. what I mean? So that's pretty much how I learned. Like I really am like a nerd for cooking. So I'll just read recipes or I'll, I'll see a, a vegetable and I'm like, oh, what can I make with that? So I'll start Googling the taste notes and things like that. So I kind of just taught myself in that way. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to talk a little bit more about the cooking because I have so many questions because I'm bad at it. Um, (laughs) But we always start the episode off with a quote of the day. And you know this quote because you chose it. And it's, you can't be hesitant about who you are by Viola Davis. Um, What made you choose this quote? Like, why did you choose it? So I really love Viola Davis. And her birthday is actually the same day as mine. Mm -hmm. So that's why I really like her too. What's y'all sign? Um, Leo. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I I really like the quote because I feel like it explains like you just have to be confident in who you are, steadfast in who you are, like, or you know, people can project things onto you if you're hesitant about who you are as a person. So that's why I really like that. You know, we all um, lack confidence at some points, but then you really got to just pick yourself back up and just realize like, you know, I'm working hard and I'm the shit. That's it. Yeah. So that's why I really like that quote. When did you, okay, I love that you said that. And I have so many like young girls, if I go live on TikTok or live on Instagram, or if they DM me, how do you have confidence? Like, and I tell them, girl, I didn't have confidence in, in, in middle school or in high school. You know what I mean? It comes with age. So when do you think you came into your own and really accepted that? I would say, honestly, probably, I would say about like seven years ago. Like, I feel like when I met my husband, to be honest, like, and I was already um, around 23 years old. I was starting to feel less um, worried about what people thought of me and stuff and trying to just focus on um, who I am as an individual and learn who I was. Yeah. Um, I feel like in the age of social media, it's hard to gain confidence. And like, you know, if you grow up with it, I mean, we grew up with it, but it was just like MySpace skonex like those kind of things yeah it wasn't really um and like the beginnings of facebook so it wasn't really like how it is today where you see just a whole bunch of beautiful women and they're like comparing yourself to them yeah but i feel like to get confidence you just have to i don't know you just have to just be at peace with who you are and as an individual and realize that not when you realize that not every everybody is struggling and not everybody has confidence it could be like the most beautiful woman to you to whoever you're continuing to learn yeah because there's days that I struggle with confidence as well but you have to just keep going you have to like force yourself to keep going and have words of affirmation you know that you follow you really do. You have to force yourself. And I, I don't, that's one thing I don't think that, you know, nobody tells you when you're like a teenage girl. Girl, you got to force yourself to remember, keep reminding yourself you the bomb. Right. So. Yeah. 
and kids can be mean, so it's hard. <laughs> it is hard, girl. It is. Mm -hmm. I love to ask my guests random questions because it helps us get to know you. Okay, so you quit your job to become an entrepreneur and dedicate your life to food and food as a business. That's dope. I completely admire that. Um, what were you doing before you made that decision? So before that, I actually worked in hospitality and in restaurants pretty much once I turned 18. Mm -hmm. My first job was at Hooters. Um, Girl, me too. Really? Well, well, not my first job, but when I turned 18, yes. <laughs> yeah, so I worked at Hooters first as a, um, well, I was actually 17 when I first started working there. So I was a hostess first. Yeah. Um, they had actually just opened it by my high school. And I, as a joke, I was like, let me just go there and apply. And in high school, I didn't look, I feel like anything as like a Hooters girl. Like I had a short, like Khalise haircut. Like I was, I was surprised they hired me. So I worked as a hostess first and then I got um, promoted. Well, I left for a little bit and then I got promoted to a Hooters girl. Yeah. So I was there for some years. Um, I've worked at Magnolia Bakery. It's a really popular bakery um, yeah. here in New York. I worked there at the Rockefeller Center location for some time. And I've just bounced around at different restaurants. I've worked at Junior's, which is like a big restaurant here, like famous for their cheesecake. Yeah. Um, I've worked at little small Italian restaurants, just you name it, bars, whatever. I was doing it. And right before I started... Um, john's juice which is one of my businesses the first one we started with my husband um i was working at this five-star hotel in um, downtown brooklyn it's called one hotel mm -hmm. and i was working there as a um, overnight front desk agent and i really actually liked it um it was just a struggle trying to keep that and um run my business and uh, my business only runs on the weekends it's at the most popular market in Brooklyn called Smorgasburg, and it's very busy and it's very demanding. So even though we're only open on Saturday and Sunday, it's like you're working throughout the week towards the weekend. Yeah. So I just had to quit. It was like, I couldn't, I couldn't do both. I used to like, and you know, I was working overnight. So I used to get off of work, go to the market, sleep in the car for like two hours and then go to the booth and I was working it because it was the beginning. So I had to physically work as well. Yes. So I, you know, I do believe that if you start a business, like till it's successful, that you should stay at your nine to five. But if it allows, like if, if it comes to a point where you have to choose between the two, yes. I would say to choose your business. Yes. A hundred percent. I actually saw a quote the other day that said, even if your business is making like the third amount or a, a one third compared to your full time corporate job or whatever, most people are happier just making a third of what they would have made in corporate America because they're working for themselves. You know, do you agree with that or what do you what would you say? Um, well, to be honest, I never had imagined working for myself. That was something my um, husband always wanted for himself. Yeah. And he was always miserable in corporate. And like, for me, I was fine just working like various jobs. Yeah. Um, but then he really instilled in me like the power of working for yourself. So I fell in love with doing it. Um, but to go back to your question, um, I do agree. It's very rewarding to work for yourself. Um, to not have to answer to anyone but yourself, but it's it's also a lot of hard work. So I always tell people that 
like if you make this decision it's very tough um so there's nothing wrong with working a, a corporate job and if you're happy there and you're making a stable salary because with a business you don't know where you're next you're feeding yourself yes. you know you're making your own money so it could be a very bad week a very bad month a bad year and it's like that's on you Nobody. yeah so it's just a tough decision but I do think that a lot of people are happier working for themselves especially if you came from a situation where you weren't happy in the corporate world at all yeah yeah and everybody can't be entrepreneurs i mean physically they just can't because we need people to work for our businesses as well so okay um that's great advice i girl i don't be one to uh really admit how my husband be really influencing me for the better but he's just he's like that as well i mean it's a partnership it is it's a partnership you know so Mm mm-hmm uh, <laughs> well, what's your favorite and least favorite thing to cook, August? And I have to say, my mom helped me. Uh, my mom looked at your page and she was like, I want to know what her favorite and least favorite thing to cook is. So this is a question from my mom. So I would say my least favorite thing to cook, and this will probably come as a shocker, but I would say like macaroni and cheese because it actually is a lot of work. <laughs> oh my God lazy and I think it's so expensive like I'm so I'm such a cheap person and like to buy all the cheese like and my mac and cheese like if I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it right so I I buy a lot of cheeses and yeah up and it's just you gotta make the the sauce and it's just you gotta make it over the stove put it in the pan and then put it in the up it's like it's a lot of work to me so that's probably my least favorite thing. And I'm like macaroni and cheese out. I make it so much because it's, it's like one of my husband's favorite dishes. Yeah. Um, but I would I would say that's probably like my least favorite. Dang. It's really easy to me. It's easy for me to do. Yeah. But it is like one of my least favorite things. My favorite thing to make, I love making a rack of lamb. Like, a rack of lamb, girl, why? herb crusted because I just love how it tastes I feel like fancy when I'm making it like I'm yeah. a chef because I watch a lot of master chef and um and a uh, health kitchen and <laughs> going off on them about that rack of lamb so I like I like you know doing it I feel like I pretend like I'm on a show sometimes so yeah that's like one of my favorite things to make and it's a treat too since it's um pretty expensive yeah so I like really making that too would you ever go on one of those shows I was actually thinking about it, like MasterChef, but I really don't think my skills are up there yet. Like, I don't know. I watch it and like, it just seems so intense. And then I, I like read, I read like a lot of blogs from people who actually have been on this show. Yeah. It just seems like it's just a lot. So I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I would do it for fun. I wouldn't do it, I feel like, to expect to go all the way. Yeah. It seems fun. Because then I watch it and some people on there, I'm like, I could do this. Yes. So maybe I don't know. But health girl, for like professional chefs, like yeah, chefs. like I'm a home cook, so I would do like Master Chef or maybe like you know some other show or something. I would I would consider it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I know. I I watch Master Chef. I don't ever watch Hell's Kitchen, but um, yeah. I think you should do it. I think you should just do it because just to say that you did it, you know. Right. 
maybe we'll see and i know i i just have a feeling that and plus you have a large following and stuff i know they would pick you to be on the show i just know they would probably you know they like that like you know drama you got something going on yeah be really good as a team captain though when i watch the shows i'm like no you gotta do this you gotta <laughs> i would be i would be a good team captain i know that much well you are a leo girl so yes i believe <laughs> oh some of my employees would tell you like, i can get very very bossy one thing about black women we're bossy we're bossy but we're still relatable and anytime i've ever had a black boss like you understand why they're telling you everything that they're telling you they might be bossy and like very meticulous but you understand why yeah okay um okay well i talked a little bit earlier about how okay i'm from the south august okay i'm from texas so I grew up watching my mom, my grandmother cook, my whole family cook, and I could cook a little bit. Like in college, I would cook for my husband and stuff. But once I got into corporate America, I didn't have time to cook and do comedy. I would work nine hours, come home, drop my stuff, and then go to the comedy club and then come home at midnight. So my husband was ordering food for four years that we were together. And then the quarantine hit, girl, and I had to pick up a spatula so my skills have improved quite a bit, but I wanted to know from you, what is like one tip that you can give me that's essential for cooking? It could be about anything, but just something that I should always remember when it comes to cooking that can help me out. Okay. I mean, you might do this already. Mm -hmm. This is one thing that really helps me when it comes to the amount of time it takes me to cook because when I first started like really cooking and like um trying to follow recipes I would take forever like the recipe would say 30 minutes and I'm sitting there like for two hours (laughs) so from what I would say is always make sure you have everything in place there's like a French term for it I I know I'm gonna butcher the pronunciation it's like mise en place or something like yeah. that. In the in the US we just say mise en place. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But yeah, that like just make sure like it whatever the ingredients is, if it says chop this, 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 make sure you do all of that before you start cooking. So what I would do sometimes is like I would just have the ingredients and then it would be like, oh put this in and I'm trying to chop it before yeah. the next, you know. So I think that is like key because I do get a lot of comments from people and they're like oh, but this takes me so long. And it's because you're not doing the back-end work before you start cooking. I think that's a very um, important step. And also to have, like, if you can afford it, like, good knives and good cookware. So I didn't always have good knives. And people always tell me, like, you need better knives. And I'm just like, I'm not spending that much for a knife. But my husband got me like a good knife set and it really changed my life. Like it's, you can cook so much, you can cut things so much faster. Yeah. And it's safer as well. Um, but yeah, I think, um, and have a really good pot. Like you really need a good, like that one skillet that you always use. Do you have like a favorite skillet that has like a brand name or? I do. So I just, well, I just recently got um this all clad, um, weeknight pot and I love that thing like it's my baby (laughs) forever in it and uh it's perfect 
That's really good advice. I, okay, I will say that's solid because I the, the chopping my stuff and preparing my stuff beforehand has is something that I just recently started doing, like just over the past month. Oh. <laughs> and it does help. And But you know what? I try to get too bougie because I want to have those little saucers and have my little seasonings on the side. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. But so... That it really it helps so much. It does. You finish cooking faster, so I think that's that's like my number one advice for people all the time. That's true. That's really good advice. I've started doing that. Okay, y'all. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about um, marriage and cooking. And if that and if August's dishes played a part in sealing the deal when it came to her relationship. So we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Hey y'all, welcome back to Colored Couch Conversations. I'm your host, Jasmine W. And make sure you follow August on Instagram at There's Food at Home and on TikTok. She has like over a million followers. So you know her food is good, okay? Um, (laughs) Go ahead and follow her. And now we're gonna be talking about um, cooking and relationships. So I wanted to ask August this because men go on and on about how important it is to find a partner that can cook, right? And I'm wondering if that's one of the reasons, like one of the reasons that you believe your husband fell in love with you through his stomach. Um, I do actually believe that is one of the reasons he fell in love with me. And like early on, we had kind of like rules set in place, like who does what. Yeah. And I cook, and he he really can't cook though. Like he can only cook ground beef. What? my rice like he can just only cook that you know I was gonna do the cooking because I'm not gonna eat ground beef but I think it really um helped steal the deal it was my cooking like he yeah. just loves it and when we first started dating I was trying to be so extra like <laughs> I was making I was spending so much money it was his money though yeah but I was spending so much money trying to make these fancy ass meals and like honestly it took me a while to learn like he's a simple guy yeah. so he's care if it was super fancy or not but he really appreciates my cooking he loves it he's the one who pushed me to even join tiktok he was like from like last year before quarantine he was like oh you should join tiktok and just put your food on it and i'm like i don't want to go on that thing like i was like i don't want any more social media like i'm done with social media yeah then i joined it during quarantine i was like wow this is actually really fun like it's a really fun platform yeah but yeah i think that me cooking really sealed the deal however i do think like sometimes it doesn't matter i feel like they say that but they just be doing their own thing like yeah yeah him like i never had like a real serious relationship maybe Mm -hmm. like i was dating one person and they never even tasted my food so wow missed out scared to taste or scared to taste it so why would they be scared to taste it is it because you had or cared to taste it like it oh. was just didn't care like so hmm okay whatever fumbled the bag on that one that like new york girls can't cook like i be hearing that for some reason i don't i don't know i, I don't know why but whatever um 
but yeah, I think my cooking really seals the deal. Yeah. I have to lock it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's actually pretty good to know. I think at, my husband's too, he's very simple. So that's one thing to keep in mind is you don't have to cook super fancy as long as it's good. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to ask you about TikTok. Um, do you feel like your popularity on TikTok has gotten you closer to having your own cooking show? <laughs> I never like imagine having my own cooking show. Like I honestly don't have a, a goal right now yeah. with where I want to take the platform. Um, my goal right now is just, I just want to help people. Like I get so many college students and kids saying they tried stuff. I try to like put on their easy stuff. I don't always put like what I'm really cooking. Yeah. It might be a little intimidating, but I try to like come up with like, you know, really easy recipes and things to do, but maybe it'll bring me closer to something. I mean, like Tabitha Brown, she's been on stuff. So yeah. I don't think she imagined like where you know, how far this will go. So we'll see what, what the future holds. What I like about TikTok is still really in the early stages. And I mean, I'm still fairly new on the platform. I joined in March. Yeah. And now I have like millions of followers. So like, I've never imagined this would happen. I mean, I don't know. We'll see where it takes me. Girl, listen, I think it's going to take you to anywhere you want it to take you. So you got to think about where where do I want this to take me? And that's exactly where it's going to take you. Oh, I'm just trying to do one step at a time. <laughs> it's a lot. You know, and what's so, so different about TikTok is like people actually will follow you like quick on there. Yes. You no, know, it was like I posted one video like two weeks ago. And it just went crazy. I wasn't even imagining that. And then I did, like, in two days, I got 2 million followers. That's crazy. What? I was, like, just looking at my phone, like, what is that? I thought it was a glitch at first because I (laughs) I was, like, 250K. And then I, like, refreshed. And it said 500,000. And I was, like, what is happening? Like, and it was, like, in 10 minutes. And I was, like, this is bizarre. It was just really, it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. I was like, this is nuts. That is crazy. You know, and it's still like the early stages. So I'm still kind of like trying to build my community on there. Yeah. I I just recently found my voice. Yeah. Like um, I was telling you earlier, um, I was trying to hide my accent at first. You know, I wouldn't even show myself in the videos at all. So I just recently started doing that and trying to show like my personality and, yeah. you know, little bits and pieces about myself. So we'll see where it takes me. So I'm just trying to still build that community now because I feel like people are really hung up on numbers. Yeah. But when you get an influx of um, people like that, it's like, they're just following because of one video. They're not really like part of your community yet. So you still have to build that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I still think it's the beginning stages and we'll see where it takes me. I do like Tabitha Brown though. I feel like she's someone I would want to be kind of like because she's not really a chef. And yeah. I don't consider myself a chef. I'm just trying to give you like ideas, pointers and and make you feel comfortable in the kitchen. I'm not really trying to be Gordon Ramsay out here, you know? Yeah. But you know the difference, though, is I love Tabitha Brown. I follow her on, like, all the platforms. But she's a mama. And it doesn't matter. It, it really, I don't actually really pay attention to what Tabitha's cooking at all. Because it's just that comfort of your mama talking to you. Right, 
Yes. You know? She's so sweet. But you're like a sister. So when a sister tell you something, you're not really in awe of what your sister is saying. You're really trying to learn from your sister. Like, okay, teach me then, you know? So I think you're in a really good, I think you're in a good spot. You know, I think it's, you should... And people also, they might be following you quick, but they scroll through your other videos and they're like, oh yeah, her food looks good. You know what I mean? They're con- they immediately connect to you, so. Yeah, it's just really like amazing. Like people send me messages like, thank you so much, just save me. Like, I'm like, whoa, really? Like, <laughs> I'm just happy they're trusting me enough, you know? Oh, that's dope. Okay, Um. well, let's move on to some trending topics. The first one is um, Zendaya made history last night because she was the youngest person to win an Emmy as a female lead in a drama. Um, I know this is a really hard question. It is. I already know. But (laughs) what do you imagine yourself being the first to do? And I also wanted to emphasize, it doesn't matter if you know that there, you don't have to know if there's a first person that already did this, you know? But what do you imagine, like, you're, you being the first person to do if it was, like, one of your wildest dreams? You know what I want to do? Okay, I got the answer. Okay. I want to be, yeah, like, one of the first Black women to have her own, like, traveling kind of, like, cooking stuff, like, where, okay, you ever watch um, Taste the Nation with Padma? It's a new show. It's on Hulu. Um, Padma, I forgot her last name. No, oh, but I love Padma. Yes, she has this new show on um, Hulu. You should check it out. It's pretty good. But okay. I want to do something like that. Like, I love traveling for food. Like, and that's what, you know, my channel, honestly, it became cooking because of quarantines, because I have nothing going on right now. Yeah. But once things start really getting back into swing, like, people are going to start seeing me, like, actually eat food outside. Like, you know, I love traveling for food. Like, my husband and I went to Thailand for a honeymoon. And, like, so do I- we. You did? Yeah. Oh, what parts did you go to? We went to Phuket. Okay, we went to Phuket and to Bangkok. Oh. For like two, two weeks or two and a half weeks. Yeah, I loved it. But yeah, so we went to Thailand and I just love the food there. We've been to um, Tokyo. We just, we've been to um, Mexico City and to like other parts of Mexico. And I just love traveling for food. Like that's my main thing. Like when I travel, it's like I have to eat great food. Yes, so me too. I to have like that kind of show. Actually, and this was actually one of my YouTube um ideas i want to start doing a series called there's food at home where i go to different people's homes and we cook like a traditional dish so but like because of covid it's been like kind of hard like to go yeah. to the house but that is like so i said it here so if anyone steal it they know it was <laughs> <laughs> but that's that so yeah that, i think that would be like my goal is to have like my own show showcasing more of like other people's cooking than mine per se yeah I love that um and you know what I'm so I know you said you want to showcase other people's cooking too but I would love to see you go out and travel and eat other people's food and then like maybe come and back and make your own version or see how you can like do something an easy version at home yeah I would love to that's a good idea too yeah I love that Maybe you're going to be the producer. <laughs> oh, girl, listen. 
call on me if you need that, okay? Uh, okay, y'all, we're going to take a quick break again. It'll be the last one, but when we come back, we're going to talk about um, August's businesses and restaurants during COVID and how that's going, and then also staying motivated. So we'll be right back. back to Colored Couch Conversations, y'all. It's Jasmine and August here, and we're still on trending topics. So restaurants have been working really hard to stay open during COVID. This is a really hard time for restaurants in an already very difficult business. Um, so how have your businesses been doing during COVID? And, you know, I just like to hear a little bit about that. So our my businesses, they're actually... Um, like outdoor businesses. They're mm-hmm. like seasonal businesses. So we operate out of food markets and we also do like all the major music festivals um, on the East Coast. And sometimes we do stuff from in LA as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but due to COVID, we've actually been closed this whole year. Wow. And we won't open until probably next year. Hopefully festivals and things open back up again, which I think they should. Being that we're a mobile business, um, we don't have that overhead that a lot of restaurants here do. Um, and we actually are working on a third business and we almost signed the lease right before COVID. Wow. Um, Cause this was going to be an actual physical um, store. Um, but thankfully we didn't sign a lease because um, you know, we live in New York. So everything has been shut down from the jump. And um, so it has been a struggle, uh, but like I said, we don't have the overhead, so it hasn't been that bad. We're not like hurting for money. We did mm-hmm. win um, two grants. We got one from Facebook and we got one from Bumble. So that actually helped a lot. Um, and we were actually able to get all the government assistance yeah. offered. So like the PPP loans. Yeah. Um, which was really tricky. It's like, we have to watch a lot of like YouTube guru, financial gurus to like really understand everything. But yeah. we were able to get everything, but cause a lot of like black businesses and small businesses were shut out and weren't able to get the money, but we were able to get like really? a lot. Of, yeah, it's like they either filed too late for it or they really didn't understand the terms. Yes. So, but we were able to like work through that. Um, but it's been hard, you know, people call us, they're like, oh, are you guys open? And we're like, we're not open, we're not going to be open until next year. Um, and it's just sad because it was like, you know, you lose a, you're losing a lot of money. Yeah. But luckily, we don't have that overhead. We only have like storage that we still have to pay for. Mm-hmm. So it hasn't been that bad. We have been um, getting contacted for catering, but they haven't been super large orders where we feel like we wanted to put our workers at risk of working the events. Right. So right now we're just laying low until, um, until next, uh, April is usually when our season starts. Mm. So we're just going to come out strong next year and that's it. But, um, luckily that's why I started TikTok as well, because I literally mm. had nothing to do because, you yeah. know, I've worked for myself so it's like, I'm just sitting at home. Um, yeah. So I was like, I got to do something to keep yeah. me occupied. So 
you know, it's rough right now. We do know a lot of other like fellow um, food entrepreneurs who had to close their restaurants and their shops because they just couldn't afford the rent anymore. And the rent here is, is really expensive in New York. Yeah. So there's no like real rent relief from the government. So yeah, it's a tough time. It's a tough time, but we're getting through it. Now, one thing I'm starting to see in L.A., I don't know if it's the same in New York, but it probably is, is that the restaurants is turning into like a Miami Beach situation, South Beach. Yes. So they're putting all the they're putting all the tables and stuff outside and people are not hesitant to go out to dinner. Like the streets are packed. I'm like, I don't know. I don't understand what the difference is. But um since you have outdoor businesses, you know, like the, the juice company and then the Fluffies, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's like Japanese souffle pancakes. I'm not the cook for that. that we, have, <laughs> we have a pastry chef. It was just like our idea together. So Yes. I've never had those. They look so good. <laughs> um, but it, have you guys thought of any way to sort of bring it outside? Or is that something that you would consider to just only serve outside or... We do only serve outside. So the thing is, um, our main market is called Smorgasburg, and it operates out of East River State Park and also Prospect Park. And it's like they have to have permission from the city to do what they do. And let me just give a background about Smorgasburg. On the Saturday location in Williamsburg, they get like over 20 to 30,000 people throughout the day. And it's kind of a small lot. Yes. So it gets super packed. So because of that, the city didn't allow them to fully open this year. Yeah. It's just like in the same category as concerts. So too many people, you know, like the outdoor restaurants, it's just, you know, a certain amount of tables and it's like constantly rotating. But at Smorgasburg, it's not like that. It's like you can come and you can stay the whole day. There's benches and stuff you can sit on, enjoy like the waterfront. So they actually did try their hardest to to come up with a solution. So their solution was, it was just going to be like, okay, Smorgasburg usually has about like um, 50 to 100 vendors on any given weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, So their solution was to cut down to scale. So it would be like 10 vendors and you would operate Monday through Sunday. So every day of the week. And it was just like, it it wasn't going to work for us and what our product is. So there's like, juices and the pineapple and watermelon and things and they were going to make it also to go only so it was like you can order you could come pick it up but you had to take it out and part of the smorgasburg experience is making it a day trip and staying there yeah we opted not to participate in that but they still do have it going on and it also started later in the summer so they started like mid-august and for us like our like you know to have juice um People like it, like from like June to like August is our peak. So yes. it's like we already missed so many months. So we were just like, we're not gonna do it. And yeah. it's been actually pretty slow for them because that's not the regular model that they have. Yeah. So I mean, but that's what we had to deal with because we're un- under them. It's yeah. not like, you know, we're our own entity. Like I don't have a food truck. So it's not like I can just be like, oh, I'm just gonna pull up outside. And then yeah. people keep telling me to get a food truck. And I'm like, I don't think I understand how much it how hard it is to get a food truck in New York. It's like getting the food truck part is not the hard part. It's getting the permits. Yes. Where you have to set up. 
and we're used we have a business where we have to do high volume too yes. to really make money because there's a lot of work in it yeah so people see it they're like oh it's expensive oh that looks easy it's, it's really not so we go through usually like hundreds of um cases of pineapples and watermelons like yeah throughout a day so it's like you know for us we need to do volume for it to make sense yes that's why we haven't done it this year either wow if y'all didn't learn something from this business lesson right here that august just gave y'all i don't know what to tell y'all okay so like some of the vendors they still did smorgasburg but that's because they have like burgers or like tacos and stuff like things people can order and take to go but ours is more like an experience so it's like it just wasn't gonna work out for that yes yes completely understood that wow well listen your business has been on pause you know you're doing your thing on tiktok what keeps you motivated you know especially you're a black woman right we're seeing all the social injustice the the elections coming up right your business is on pause you know all of (laughs) all of these things happen what keeps you motivated how do you keep going what keeps me motivated is just the future and just like my friend the support i get from my friends my family and my husband um but yeah just like constantly going over my goals yes and what i want and what i'm doing everything for that's what keeps me motivated so that's about it like next year i want to i want to own like a house or get in a condo or something so that's what's keeping me i'm like okay hopefully we open up and then also this was a life lesson too like don't put all your eggs in one basket so mm. we've been doing like other things on the side that we've been working on right now but that's what just keeps me motivated is just the future yeah to be honest and you do need a support system you need people like pushing you because some days it does get really hard especially with all the social injustice going on like there was times like I was like I don't feel like creating content and posting it and then also I feel like as a creator like you get a lot of pressure from people too that expect you to always speak out about stuff I'm like I'm a black woman living in America like I don't always want to speak out about the things because I'm not the one who needs to like yeah one who needs to hear the information you know so sometimes I feel like we always have that obligation and like it it falls on us and we and I don't really want it all the time Mm -hmm. but um yeah just to keep motivated it's like you just gotta you have to find just like the happiness in things so what I like to do I like to read a lot so I'll read like I like to read a lot of young adult books and like kind of like sci-fi and type of things so like just to escape you know what I mean but um, that's what I do are you reading something good right now um yeah I'm reading this book it's called um well it's a series it's called the scythe series okay my second book is called thunderhead and it's just about like a future where the cloud like it evolved to this thing called the thunderhead and it's what controls society now Mm. basically it's crazy it's so interesting so basically it's no death like like you can't die it's like we we've beaten everything so if you try to commit suicide it's like you get taken to this revival place and they just bring you back to life what and yeah and it's like no one's in poverty there's no like religion anymore because the thing whatever the thunderhead basically like eradicated all that because it it solved poverty it solved issues it got rid of government 
but there's these um but because of the population it needs to be controlled so people still have to die so it's like maybe like 13% of the population maybe needs to get killed each year by these people called scythes. It's really crazy. Girl, it, I'm about to Google that. Crazy. It's crazy. And they're, they're supposed to be turning into a movie, though. That sounds like such a good series. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's like only a certain chosen amount of people get to be these scythes. And um, I don't want to give it all away, but it's really yeah. They don't call it killing, though. They call it gleaning, something called gleaning. But it's, like, really wild. And, like, you could get immunity from it, too, like, for a year. It's, like, it's just this crazy wild thing. But it's, like, interesting, like, learning that aspect, but also seeing how um, having no religion and all of that affects people, like, yeah. mentally in the, in the um, world that they live in. Really interesting. Wow, that sounds like something I need to read. I like stuff like that. <laughs> well, August is so adorable, y'all. Okay, uh, I love you, girl. Um, well, we're coming to the end of the episode, and at the end of the episode, we always give advice in what I call the keep it real corner. Okay, um, and the person actually DM'd me on Instagram. They said, I'm in my mid third. it was a woman too. And they said, I'm in my mid thirties and having a hard time finding the one. I don't want to marry, a, I do want to marry a black guy is what she said. I had a typo here. She said, I do want to marry a black guy, but I'm tempted to start exploring my options. Any advice for me? So I wanted to know if you had any advice, what would be your advice for a friend, August? So I always say this to people, I feel like you should try to start online dating only because that's how I met my husband, yeah. through OkCupid. And I know a lot of people who met people through online dating and I feel like maybe sometimes they're more serious on there because they are looking for something, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I feel like if she feels like she needs to go outside like elsewhere to look for a man besides a black man and I guess if that's what you want to do do it mm -hmm. but she sounds hesitant so I feel like I I wouldn't advise her to do that like if she, your goal is to date a black man I feel like you should stick with that because you never know what kind of situation you're going to end up in wow I mean that's just, <laughs> that's just my advice I'm not saying you can't yeah but I'm just saying like you're saying because she doesn't seem enthusiastic about it I feel like you wouldn't have said that. You would have just said, oh, I'm 30 and I'm having trouble meeting someone. Like, yes. advice? Not yes. like, I do want to marry a black man. But, you know, the thing with our men, I feel like, okay, we're such a small part of the population. You know, we get like the short end of the stick. So mm -hmm. I feel like the dating pool is kind of small and what you're getting always isn't the best. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like I got really lucky with my husband because I yeah. always hear from girls that they're just having, like, a hard time. So I just, I don't even know. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on in our community, so I feel like that's what makes it hard to find someone. Yeah. But I feel like she should try online dating or, like, you know, that's, I think, a good place to, like, meet someone. Yeah. You know, my advice... To my question for her that I would have that, you know, we don't really get answered would be, are you sticking with black men or thinking about dating outside of your race 
because of like what's influencing you is it because of what other people are, might think are you only dating black men because you you know you're afraid of what people might say if you dated somebody outside your race what your family might say or are you are you know what's impacting you there because i think there might be a little bit of the outside world affecting you yeah just by the way she asked the question it yeah just, like it seemed like even like she felt like you might judge her you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Just a question. Yeah. So I, I do agree with what you just said. I think that's a pretty good question to ask her first. You know, and I think if you're thinking about doing something because of what somebody else thinks or you're hesitant to do something because of what somebody else thinks, just go back to what you want. If you want to if you want to start exploring dating people of different ethnicities, do it. But don't worry about what other people think. Just try dating other people because you might find the one you might be missing out. Um because you say, you know, I do want to be with a black man. Girl, you don't have to convince me. <laughs> right. Like, I don't care. I'm not dating him. Yeah, girl. Like, you know. Like, you want to find someone for your life. Exactly. So that's our advice. So I hope that helps. I think that's really good. Um, August, how can people keep up with you? Okay. Tell us what you're up to right now. Where do you want us to follow you and how we can keep up with you? Um, just follow me on TikTok. I feel like I probably post there the most. Um, and also my YouTube, because I'm about to start really um, posting on there more often. I really don't know how to plug YouTube. Like, I'm still trying to learn it. <laughs> but if you follow me on TikTok, my YouTube is connected. But yes, I, um, there's food at home. That's it. That's where to find me. Awesome. Well, follow her on all the platforms, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube, because I'll be telling y'all to do the same with me, okay? (laughs) (laughs) And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on the platform you're listening on right now. And if you love the show, if you love Colored Couch Conversations, make sure to tell someone about the show, okay? Do not be selfish. You can follow us on Instagram at Colored Couch Conversations, and you can watch the show on my YouTube. That's Comedian Jasmine W on YouTube, spelled J-A-Z-M-Y-N. Thanks to my dad. And thanks to August for being on the show. I really enjoyed you. Oh, thank you. I really had a good time. This is probably my favorite podcast that I've done. Yes! So, like, talking to a friend. I like, I like Yeah, you know. <laughs> Thanks, August, and thank y'all for listening. Bye.